This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. As Spike mentioned, uh, a lot of NBA games. So the slate is as follows. We kick, we tip it off with Knicks Sixers at noon, uh, followed by Lakers Mavs. No Anthony Davis, unfortunately. He's dealing with a stress fracture, so that loses a little bit of juice. He was playing so well before the injury. Uh, then we get Eastern Conference Finals rematch between the Bucks and Celtics. That saw Boston win in seven games. Chris Middleton missing that series played a, a large part in that. I think Milwaukee would have won the championship if he didn't get hurt. Uh, but that's at 5 o'clock tomorrow. You get Warriors-Grizzlies, no Steph Curry. The Warriors just might be done. Uh, they weren't winning with Steph Curry, so without him, they've just been awful. And we saw where they come to New York City and lost by a combined 68 points to both the Knicks and Nets in consecutive nights. So uh, that, that team is, uh, is pretty bad right now. Then it wraps up with Suns Nuggets. Meanwhile... Tomorrow in football, Packers-Dolphins. That's a big game because if the Packers can find a way to beat Miami, not only does it help the Jets, but it helps Green Bay because they've still got an outside chance to make the playoffs, especially with the Lions, Seahawks, and Giants all losing today. So a big game for both teams. Miami, of course, favored by 3.5 in that one. Broncos-Rams, uh, that is a game that no one cares about, but it will happen tomorrow. And then bucks Cardinals. Tampa Bay's got some... Uh, Got some competition in that NFC South because all of a sudden Carolina's winning games and they've got Sam Darnold 2-0 in his last two weeks. And they play, I believe it, it's going to be week seventeen, uh, week 18. Uh, but, but, but No, next week, week 17, it'll be Tampa and Carolina. And that could very well determine who's going to win the division. Uh, but... In the NFL today, as we've talked about for a majority of the first hour, the Giants lost a heartbreaker in Minnesota, 61-yard field goal. That game was just brutal. That that was a brutal way to lose. Giants had a chance to clinch because the Seahawks lost to the Chiefs and because the Lions were lining again and lost to the Panthers. Giants, with an opportunity to clinch, fell just short. But Daniel Jones played pretty remarkably 30 of 42 334 yards and a touchdown I know he threw the interception to Patrick Peterson I know he had the fumble that Evan Neal had recovered but I thought Daniel Jones really separated himself and once that punt return led to a Justin Jefferson touchdown and the Vikings I thought had assumed all control of that game Daniel Jones marched them down the field. Saquon Barkley escapes for a touchdown Danny Dimes hits Bellinger for a two-point conversion and then all of a sudden we have a tie game uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, the defense and special teams let him down today, but I, I thought he was great, and next year he should get the opportunity to start for this team because I am fascinated by the potential of Daniel Jones in this Brian Dable installed offense with weapons. And, you know, Isaiah Hodgins looked like an all-pro today, but he, that he is not. Darius Slayton is a really good receiver. He is not a number one. You lose Sterling Shepard, that's, that's going to have you take a hit. If you have Daniel Jones with weapons and Saquon Barkley in that backfield, uh, the Giants uh, could could be a fun team to watch next year. I don't know if it's necessarily going to lead to more wins than this season because they're going to play a tougher schedule next year and you know teams are going to make adjustments to them. Who knows what's going to happen just from a, a tangible standpoint as far as wins and losses are concerned. But uh, I am very fascinated by the thought of Daniel Jones having some weapons surrounded surrounded by him and you know seeing him operating this offense next year uh just to go around the other games in this league the cowboys 
just capitalized once again on another Gardner Minshew interception. And just when I told Joe Leo during the break he's been balling, he throws a pick. But Minshew's been playing so well in this game. I've got Jet fans hitting me up on Twitter, at Ty D. Butler, saying he is the quarterback of the future for the Jets because he's a free agent this offseason, so they've got an opportunity to sign him. But I, you know, with all due respect, I, I don't think Gardner Minshew is the answer. You know who I'd love? I'd love Aaron Rodgers. So part of me is rooting for the Packers to flame out. Jordan Love to get some action and him to become the new quarterback of the Green Bay Packers so Aaron Rodgers can be made available. But we all know that's a pipe dream. 49ers are beating the bricks off the commanders so much so that Taylor Heineke has been replaced by Carson Wentz. We saw before the game it was reported that had he struggled, Heineke, we could see Wentz, and that time has come. 37-20 is the score right now, San Francisco over Washington. Uh, so the Commanders, you know, dealing with that loss to the Giants last week, they're going to lose again today. Still have a chance to make the playoffs, but uh, when you look at that upcoming schedule, they've got the Browns next week and then the Cowboys to end the season with. I don't know if the Dallas is going to have a lot to play for. I guess if the, if the Cowboys win this game, and um, which obviously means an Eagles loss, it sets up a scenario where the Eagles lose out, the Cowboys win out. They can steal that NFC East division crown, but uh, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. The Cowboys could have something to play for. It, it might not be the case, but it, it, here's a chance for the Commanders to get to the playoffs, and <laughs> don't look too good right now. It's not a good sign that you are changing quarterbacks this late in the season. Uh, but Washington learning the hard way, like Jet fans, when you don't have a quarterback, you don't really have much. I don't care what you have around you. And that defense is talented. Chase Young returned today. They've got some weapons on offense. But if Taylor Heineke is your quarterback, there's not too much uh, of a high ceiling for you. The Eagles just can't stop fumbling. Eagles just can't stop fumbling. 37-34, Eagles trailing with the ball just over two minutes and a fumble in Cowboys territory. So it looks like Dallas is going to escape this game with the win despite trailing 10 nothing to start. Bills trailed early to Chicago 7 nothing, but then they rolled outscoring Chicago 35-6 the rest of the way. Josh Allen, two touchdowns. So they clinched the AFC East. Uh, Saints beat the Browns. I mean, one of the worst highlights you'll see of the season. Deshaun Watson in Saints territory from the 15-yard line. A 4th and 10 with the game on the line. Down by a touchdown. Takes a sack. How does that happen? So the Saints emerge victorious 17-10. to uh, Chiefs made quick and easy work of the Seahawks. The Seahawks started so well. Geno Smith was in the MVP conversation. Uh, they tried to write him off, and I think he's now writing back. The Chiefs uh, beat the Seahawks 24-10. to Chiefs got to keep winning games because even if they finish, they're 12-3, and the Buffalo Bills are 12-3, and even if they finish in a dead heat tie, the Bills are going to get the one seed because of the tiebreaker. They beat them head-to-head. -head. So the Chiefs got to keep winning games, and uh, they should be able to beat the Broncos and Raiders to, to, to cap off the season. Uh, so they went today 24-20. to 20. Oh, I'm sorry, 24-10. to 10. Bengals had a 22-0 lead on the Patriots at halftime. New England made it interesting, but Joe Burrow... 40 for 52, 375 yards, three touchdowns, 22 to 18 was the final score. As Cincinnati, all of a sudden, making a push for not just the one seed, but everyone thought it was just going to be Buffalo, Kansas City, battling for the AFC crown. Cincinnati has had a lot to say about that. They beat Kansas City head-to-head. -head. They are the defending AFC champions, 
And is there any quarterback in football right now hotter than Joe Burrow? That's a quarterback right there. Lions, they were hot and everyone was bigging them up, right? They go to Carolina for a game they should win. This would have gotten them to 8-7, and seven, over 500, you know, in the driving seat for a playoff berth. And, of course, they lose by 14. <laughs> Sam Darnold today had a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. So he was responsible for two touchdowns, 250 yards overall, and his team put up 37 points against the Lions team that Zach Wilson struggled against. Take that for what it's worth. Ravens clinch a playoff spot. Uh, Lamar Jackson still dealing with a, a leg injury, so Huntley was in the game today. Uh, I believe the stat was they had lost five of their last six games without Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, it's not necessarily meaning just because you're playing the Falcons, you're going to win this game, but they found a way to get it done 17-9. Titans started off this year 5-2 and two and might very well miss the playoffs. They, they Another bad loss for them. They lost to the 2-12 and 12 Texans. But Texans had one win coming in today, just their second win of the season. Titans losing 19-14, to 14, and then we saw Thursday night the Jags beat the Jets 19-3. to 3. So that is NFL Week 16, still in progress. Second and goal for the Cowboys at the Philadelphia 14, so I'll keep you posted on the rest of that game. 800-919-3776. Back to the phone calls. We go, we talk to our guy Willie in Long Island. What's up, Willie? Uh, good evening, Uh Merry Christmas Eve to everybody and to you. Same to you, man. Same um, to you. Okay. I'm I'm thinking about a quarterback. I've been hearing about Derek Carr. I could be available in free agency. I remember Lamar Jackson is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. I think he could help the Jets. The Jets got more offensive weapons than the Baltimore Ravens and and. Lamar Jackson is a proven quarterback. He proved that he can play the position. He cannot. He can only. He can run with the football. Not only that, he's an accurate passer, and he's a good team leader. Lamar Jackson. What do you think? Yeah. So all of the reasons you just outlined is why it would be crazy for John Harbaugh to allow the the Ravens to part with him. I mean, you hear Terry Bradshaw on the broadcast today uh, in a pregame show say, you know. Lamar Jackson might have earned more money by simply not playing football because you see what the Ravens are without him. Now, they weren't a great team with him, but every year that he's the quarterback of this team, they're a contender. Their defense was bad. They blew a lot of, a lot of late leads, and, and part of that falls on him because he's the quarterback. But if you're the Ravens, there's no alternative to Lamar Jackson. You're not going to draft anyone. You're, you're too good to you know have a, a good enough pick in a draft to replace him. And this is not the type of organization that customarily just makes those bad decisions. I think Lamar Jackson is going nowhere. He's going to stay in Baltimore. Maybe he'll get franchise tagged or they'll lock him up to a long-term deal. As far as Derek Carr is concerned, I, I find it so interesting that Devontae Adams went to Vegas to team up with his buddy, former roommate, Derek Carr, and for them to have this season unfold the way that it, it does and Derek Carr leave, like that that would just be so odd to me. Uh, I, I don't know what the cap hit. I, Derek Carr's not a free agent. He's under contract. I don't know what the cap hit would be for Vegas. I would have to uh, further dive into that. But if he is made available, would I take him on the Jets? Absolutely. He's not the perfect quarterback. 
uh, the Raiders are having a bad season, and they've de- they've dealt with their share of injuries. But Derek Carr would obviously be a massive upgrade over Zach Wilson. I'd take anybody over Dak, uh, Zach Wilson. I'd take Buddha in the Bronx over Zach Wilson, who call who chimes in right now. What's up, Buddha? Hey, guess what? You put me in there, you know, uh, in my old behind. I might not be able to get it more than 30 yards down the field, but I'll run for a couple of first downs for you. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Because, listen, I, I'm looking. I, I've seen – I've seen the Twitter avatar, and you know, not to put your business out there, but we know that you are someone who engages in some extracurricular activity that could mess with the stamina. I don't know how the cardio's looking. So, you sure you can run out there? No, listen, I do my exercises, and you know, okay. I am a, a, a can, I am a cannabis connoisseur. Okay. But before the game, but before the game, I wouldn't smoke an owl. I tell you All one right. thing though, you get me in that end zone after the end of the game, we might do a little something. <laughs> yeah, but then we then we're gonna have you suspended for six games, and that's not helping anybody. We gotta have to put Zach Wilson back in. I thought it was legal now. I don't know, man. You can't. It's still on that banned substance list. We we can't have you out here flirting with suspensions if you're gonna be our quarterback. But what's up, man? Happy holidays to you. Appreciate the love. Hope you and the family doing well. Listen, happy holidays to you too. I echo all the sentiments that Papa Lord said. Uh, listen, man, I love you so much, and I'm very proud of you. And like I had told you before, I mean, the sky's the limit for you. And like I said, one day I'm going to sit down and be like, yo, I remember when I used to call that dude when you're a big star, you know? Appreciate the love, man. I really appreciate the love. And some way we got to get you and Tessa to do a podcast together because I feel like the passion she brings with the Giants uh, fandom and you with the Jets, I know you're going to want to kill Joe Douglas in a few moments. We got to get you on a podcast. How about that? What's up with that? All right, we could do that, definitely. I love Tessa. Tessa brings that heat. You know what I mean? She definitely brings that heat. I'll just listen. My call was, was about kind of the NBA, to be quite honest with you. But I'll just say this much with the Jets. When you were talking about, um, you know, look, first of all, my advice to you is, you know, prepare yourself. I've been through these things with this team for a very long time. I'll just throw out three names to you. And you can, guys can Google it who are a little bit younger. Terrence Mathis, Jeff Blake, and then Victor Cruz. You know, with the Jets, they weren't good enough to play here. <laughs> but each one of them went to the Pro Bowl after they left here. That's what his Victor life is Cruz. like. The Victor Cruz one, most recent, yes, I believe. What he he practiced, he was with them in preseason, and then they felt he wasn't good enough. Then he wins the Super Bowl with the Giants. Had the nine, and today's the actually the anniversary of the ninety-nine yard touchdown from. Victor Cruz, him and Eli hooking up from the Jet one yard line that sent them to the playoffs and knocked us out in week 16. Listen, Terrence Mathis couldn't catch a call when he was here. Left the team, went to the Falcons, led the NFL in receiving. Um, you know, Jeff Blake, You know, I'm not even going to get into Woody Johnson because it's a very touchy subject with me because there's things about him that I don't like that have nothing to do with football. Jeff Blake left the Jets. Then he became a perennial pro ball. He was throwing for like 4,000 yards, had the best deep ball in football. You know, but, I mean, listen, the Jets don't know what to do with a quarterback. And I'll just say this for the Joe Douglas thing before I get to the NBA thing. Listen, Joe Douglas has done a good job, but you can't come on here and say he's hit on everything except for the quarterback. Listen, Makai Becton, it is what it is with him, but the offensive line has been horrible. Dude's been here for three – Joe Douglas has been here for four years. Yeah, three drafts, three free agency periods, and, and and the offensive line is still where it was when he got it. I mean, listen, in defense of Joe Douglas, I mean, the Elijah Vera Tucker, that was a hit. He gets hurt. Uh, Fant is really good. He's been hurt. And then Makai Becton, 
Uh, everyone projected him to be. Look, Brian Balding is putting out Balding is putting out videos on Twitter about how much of a truck he is. He just can't stay healthy. So injuries have bitten him, but but I guess that becomes a part of how we judge a guy, right? Like if if guys are projected to be good and they're getting hurt, that does ultimately fall on the the, the GM selecting them. So I, I I hear your point. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not gonna beat a dead horse. I don't want him to get fired, and I don't want Shiloh to get fired. But what I'm saying is, is if you really look and see what's going on. Both of them are well on their way to that happening. I mean, next year they have to make the playoffs. But you know, I don't want to talk about the Jets. I, I try to get them out of my mind. It, 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 it's just—it's not a good—it's not a healthy relationship between me and the Jets at this point, it's at not. 51 years of age. But anyway, look, when you were talking with Papa Large and you were talking about the NBA and who were the contenders, and Papa Large uh, brought up the, the Nuggets and the Suns, I personally would put Memphis above the Suns. I think the Suns have had too much damage, too much loss. I don't trust Chris Paul's health, you know, later on in the year. And I don't like the way that kid Alvarado was getting all up in him. You know what I'm talking about? I, you, know, yeah. I, you know, I just see him as he's he's on the decline. And it's sort of like with the Yankees. He's a good regular season player. But when the playoffs come, it's not going to happen. But now with the Eastern Conference, obviously you got the Bucks and you got Boston. But there's a dirty little secret out there that nobody wants to talk about. And for many different reasons, but I got to give Jacques Vaughn credit. Oh, you yes. know, as bad of a coach as Steve Nash was, he's an excellent coach, excellent communicator. I mean, Robert Sala could learn a little bit from him in terms of how to deal with the New York media and 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 and, and engaging and you know um, becoming somebody that a New York centric person can love the way that they talk at the podium, as well as being a pretty good coach. But styles make fights. Styles make fights, and neither the Celtics or the Bucks, and specifically the Bucks, want to play the Nets as a whole, unfractured, collectively working towards the same goal team. If Kyrie Irving is going to not be a distraction and play and play hard and do what he needs to do for his team, Nets is dangerous, famo. Yeah, that's a dangerous team, and I appreciate the call and love, Buddha. I got to get to a break. I, I so I would have Jacques Vaughn and Willie Green, who's the coach of the Pelicans, at number one and two in the coach of the year rankings. Just because, first of all, I mean, who had the Pelicans as the number three seed in the Western Conference? They're just one game back of the one seed. Zion's been tremendous. Brandon Ingram's been hurt, and they're still winning games. Uh, so I would have him number one, but number two, I, I gotta show love to Jacques Vaughn. I believe the Nets improved last night to eighteen and seven since since Jacques Vaughn took over for Steve Nash, and that eighteenth win was taking that taking out the Milwaukee Bucks, who they've just had no answer for the last couple of years. Granted, Chris Middleton didn't play, but the Nets just went at them and handed it to him. Kyrie was off. But, you know, Durant picked up the slack. Royce O'Neal hit some big shots late. Watunabe's coming out of nowhere, and, you know, he's been clutch for the Nets. Claxton was everywhere. So the Nets have been playing well. I, I would still give the Bucks the advantage just because in a long, hard-fought-out playoff series, they've got no answer for Giannis. Like, that just has 30 points, 17 rebounds, average written all over it. Uh, but it, it the, the gap has, has you know has become shorter, right? Like, think about where we were before the season to where we are now as far as the Nets conversation. 
it, it is a it's a shift, and you got to give credit to Jacques Vaughn. More of your phone calls coming up, 800-919-3776, going until 8 o'clock right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. He's an excellent team. That is a top to bottom, one of their best rosters in football. But Cowboys at home, you're a contender. This is a game you have to win. And they trailed 10 nothing early thanks to a Dak pick six, but found a way to come back and win 30, or I'm sorry, 40 to 34 is the final score in Dallas. So they're still alive for the NFC East crown. What has to happen is they have to win out, and hopefully uh, for them, the Eagles lose out. Now we're going to see what happens with Jalen Hurts. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. Uh, from all reports, he's desperately trying to get back, but this this is a team in Dallas now that has to feel really good about uh, about what just happened because this, to me, would have been a psychologically devastating loss. If you lose to the Eagles, get swept by them, the second of which comes at home with no Jalen Hurts, that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's devastating. But the Cowboys found a way to win the game. Uh, it did take just a boatload of turnovers. Gardner Minshew threw two picks, and then they had a fumble on a snap. Well, they had two fumbles and two interceptions, so four turnovers altogether. That and, and the Eagles still found a way to be in that game late without their starting quarterback. So if I'm Philly, I, I know it's late in the season, and, and you're too good for moral victories, but I'm not hanging my head on that because you, you played well enough to win the game. Dallas made plays late, and you had four costly turnovers. Four. But that's the end of that. Richard in Manhattan wants to check in. What's up? Ty, before I get to football, you mentioned four nets. You didn't mention the key net in their season. Last night, he played 28 minutes, had 12, 11, and 8, which translate to a 40-minute game, 20, 15, and 11. He is the key man on the Nets, and you did not mention his name. He guarded Giannis at times. He can guard anyone on any team. He passes, plays D, is aggressive ball player, just not a great shooter, and that's Ben Simmons. Yeah. That is the key net. He just if has to stay healthy. Plays, he, he, he has to stay healthy. Yeah, of course. And that's what I mean. Remember, the, fir- plays, the, the first his- sign of him actually moving in the right direction earlier this season where he, he, he got his confidence back, he immediately got hurt again. And he was dealing with that, that knee issue. And, right. you know, he's since the key net. He, he key is net. because he's, okay. he, when he's right, when, when, last we saw Ben Simmons right, you know, just aside right, it's from been a while. passing up a dunk, uh, a wide now, open dunk against Atlanta, right was when, he was up when a he was great God, perimeter Kawhi defender. Leonard in the Mother's Day game when Toronto beat Philadelphia on uh, – on that shot, Kawhi Le- when Toronto beat Philly, Kawhi Leonard hit the shot over. First he got past Embiid, and then he got past Ben Simmons on that fadeaway on the right corner. That was the Yeah, last but my point is this. He's a, he's, he's a world-class perimeter defender, and that is everything that the Great ball made. player. Great ball. I, in my estimate. All right. Today's giant game. Great, entertaining. I loved it. I love being entertained like that. That's worth everything in the world. First of all, Daniel Jones, he's got to run a little bit more. We have no weapons. You know, that, that interception he forced in between two defenders, 
He could have ran that ball right up the middle and gained seven yards for the first down. He's got, I don't know, lately he hasn't been running like he was running in the first eight, ten games of the season, which is fine. I understand you don't want your quarterback hurt, but this is it. This is it. I mean, I, I hate to say it. I don't want to see the guy get hurt, but we don't have any offensive weapons, and he's a weapon when he runs the ball. Sadly, I don't see him applying that uh, pressure to the defense like he did the first 10 games. So, I mean, it may be out of design. The coaching staff just told him, look, we don't want you getting hurt. And I understand it, but they have no offensive weapons. That guy dropping the pass, that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, a wide receiver in an indoor game. Ty, let me just be quick on this. Oh, the Richie people? James pass, yeah, on 35. Yeah. That was oh. a killer. Oh, I was ready to throw. Oh, that was, uh, that's ridiculous. On an indoor game? Yeah, that's a killer. Because the Giants, so the Giants still ended up getting. There? I mean, come on. The Giants still end up getting points on that drive, but it's the difference between you know seventeen, oh, yeah, seven and three, and then you know, you know, twenty seventeen with you leading. Yeah. By the way, I uh, just the, the uh, 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 Trevor Lawrence and uh, and uh, Zach Wilson comparison is just like the uh, Peyton Manning and the guy who went behind him. What was his name? Couch or whatever his name was. The guy that was picked second from San Diego and never played a game or two games in the NFL. He was terrible. This, oh, you're this talking about Ryan Leaf, yeah. Ryan Leaf, that's the guy, right. Yeah, that's, that reminds me. Of that. You know, I always hear callers calling up and saying, you know, especially the older men, oh, I can't watch the, the NBA. It's too much three-point shooting, no inside game. All right. And then you hear guys calling up saying, oh, there's too much shift in baseball. This is not, this is not. What I don't like in the NFL, and I'm an old, and I never hear anybody say it, I hate indoor football. I hate climate control, weather controlled football. Today's game, if you would have imagined that game outdoors with the vapor coming out of the breaths of the helmets, that would have been something. I mean, you know, the indoor football to me, especially in December, doesn't make it. I just, I long for the old days with uh, cold I can't, weather I can't football. agree with that. No, it's easy well, to say. You're a younger guy. It's easy I, to I say. Mean, okay, and it's also easy to say that as someone who's not playing in that weather, and I appreciate the call. Wow, that's not my problem. I'm here. not making 10, 15 million a year either, too. <laughs> oh, come so, on. So, I mean, and working I appreciate that, the call, Richard. Year, Happy holidays to you and your family, man. Got to get to a break here. 800-919-3776. We will wrap uh, talking some basketball. Cowboys win 40-34. to Dak converted a third and 30 to extend that drive that helped lead to them tying the game before a fumble recovery uh, helped lead them to taking the lead. And now uh, the Cowboys are two games back of the Eagles, so there's still an outside shot that they can win this division. If you're a Giants fan, you were rooting for the Eagles to win this game because you don't want that Week 18 matchup to mean anything for Philly. Uh, but, you know, all, all things aside, you should be able to beat the Colts. You should be able to, next week at home, beat Indianapolis. 800-919-3776. Back with your phone calls when we get back. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. At the top of the show, the NBA gambled but not having the Nets on its Christmas Day schedule. And it was the right gamble because KD had just requested a trade and Kyrie Irving, we had no idea what was going to ultimately happen with that relationship. So could you imagine putting that team with no KD and Kyrie on Christmas Day? Unfortunately for them, it just didn't work out because the Nets are one of the hottest teams in basketball right now. They've won uh, seven straight games. And if you look at the Eastern Conference, they're the number four seed. So it, it it's it's a sport that is driven by star power, and actually it's eight straight games the Met, the, the the Nets have won 
uh, that went over the Bucks made it eight straight. So it's a sport driven by stars, and you have two of the biggest stars playing in Brooklyn right now for a really good team, and you don't have them playing tomorrow. So it, it, it stings a little bit, especially when you look at you know the Warriors with no Steph Curry. So tomorrow takes a little bit of a hit. But we should see still see some quality basketball, and it tips off with Knicks Sixers at the Garden. The Sixers uh, are, have been playing very well of late. They've won what seven straight games. They come into the Garden, and B coming off a forty-four point performance. He had fifty-three uh, about a, uh, two weeks ago against the Hornets. So he he has been balling. James Harden's back in the lineup. So it's going to be a tough contest for the Knicks who come in losers of two straight games. Remember, they had one eight straight, and it really had been defense where they had, had established themselves. Opponents uh, were scoring just 97 points per game, but in back-to-back -back games, you saw the Raptors score a buck 13, 52 from Pascal Siakam. How does that happen? And then the Bulls last night put up 118 in a game that the Knicks should have had. Quentin Grimes missed two free throws. Jalen Brunson, an excellent free throw shooter, misses two free throws. That opened the door for Chicago to take this game, DeRozan hits a clutch game-winning bucket and one, and the Bulls escape with a victory, 118 to 117. So the Knicks looking to get back in the win column, but it's not going to be easy against Philadelphia. It's not going to be an easy game tomorrow. 11:30 pregame, 12 o'clock is tip-off right here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, my favorite basketball team, the Lakers, play, but I mean, what 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 is there to to really to hope for? Uh, in Dallas against Lucas Mavs. I know the Mavs haven't been an excellent team. Lucas has been fantastic. What did he score? 50 last night against the Rockets? So uh, it, 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 the Lakers, six games under 500. No Anthony Davis. You got Bucks, Celtics, the third game on the slate. Probably the best game of the day between these two powerhouses. Uh, two of the teams favored to win the Eastern Conference. Warriors, Grizzlies, no Steph Curry, so that's a bummer. And then you got the Suns and Nuggets squaring off at 1030. That's on ABC and ESPN. 800-919-3776. When we come back, we will wrap with your phone calls. 800-919-3776. Still got a touch on the Carlos Correa news from this uh, afternoon about a potential snag in the contract. We'll do that to wrap the show. Uh, but before we hit a break, I want to remind you that if you want to relive some of the Michael K. Show 20th anniversary, uh, you can catch the Unplugged segments on the ESPN New York app. Just download the free ESPN New York app, scroll down to the Unplugged tile, and enjoy Episode 1, which is live.